Welcome to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast, where we highlight women in this space who are making massive moves, paving the way and leaving their legacy. I'm Caitlin Strempel, CEO of the first ever women-owned NFT marketing and design agency for women by women and your host. I'm honored to have you join me in learning from some of the greatest leaders in our industry. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because the more traction we get, the more women we can support in helping them impact the world. If you or someone you know would be a great guest, stick around to the end and I will tell you how to get in touch and apply. Enjoy the show. If you're here, my guess is that you are a woman or a non-binary human building in the Web3 space or want to be. You are a driven, multi-talented human with a desire to connect with others who are just as passionate as you are. It can feel really lonely at times when your in real life friends have no idea what the heck blockchain is, no idea what NFTs are, and you have all of these creative ideas floating around in your head and just wanna talk it out with some people who get it, who really get it. That is why I personally launched the Calibration Room. It's a connection and networking group where non-binary and women of Web3 can come together and just discuss topics that put connecting with each other at the forefront of everything. So if you're looking to network, to mastermind, and to forge more meaningful friendships in Web3, the Calibration Room might just be for you. And I know that you are definitely for the Calibration Room because I have been there, I have been craving these deep connections for a long time now, and the Calibration Room has completely fed my soul. If you're interested, check us out at calibrationroom.io. Again, that's calibrationroom.io to learn more and become a part of our soul family. We would absolutely love to have you. Several years ago, Heather Doyle began as a recreational crypto investor after beginning a friendship with a Bitcoin miner. After success, their network of friends wanted in on the fun. With a diverse group of investor friends, their institutional crypto fund, Coin Kings, was born. With the launch of that fund, it became glaringly obvious the lack of female participation in crypto and Web3. Heather started Coin Queens as a complement to the fund to help onboard and educate women. Through the success of her IRL happy hour events titled Wine, Women, and Wallets, she realized current Web3 leaders should have access to her product and platform to create a network effect of opening female-owned wallets, while also giving them an opportunity to generate wealth. Coin Queens launched August 2022 with 30 Web3 powerhouses ready to onboard their IRL communities to Web3 and cement their place as Web3 advisors. Welcome, Heather! Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. It's so nice to meet you and so nice to get to know about your projects. I'm so excited. But before we hop into our the meat and potatoes, we'll go over some icebreaker questions. Okay. So the first one is a sister spotlight. So a shout out to a woman or non-binary friend in the Web3 space. Okay. Uh, shout out. Ooh. So gosh, there. I would say for today, there's 
so many. It's so I hard know. to choose, right? I know. But I would say Juliet Brindake. She's the founder of Miss O Cool Girls. I totally, I met her at NFT NYC. I had kind of seen her project, but I didn't know much about it. And then once I got to meet with her, we ended up meeting for breakfast one day. And her mission to help protect young children that are entering Web3 space clearly is so needed. And so I fully want to shout her out and support her mission. It's I think we don't even do a great job doing Web2 protection for kids. So for her to be wow. on the cusp of making sure that the Web3 protections are there for kids is amazing. Building differently this time. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. What's your morning routine? Well, now that summer is over, <laughs> um, I have three boys, ages 10, 8, and 6. So in the morning, I like to wake up at 6 o'clock. I've done this for years since my babies were little. They're not babies anymore. But when they were babies, I would um, light a candle, you know, wash my face. I'm a big proponent of, like, getting dressed to start my day. I feel like I'm much more effective if I feel like I'm put together and then I'm less frazzled. So I still do that to this day. I get up. I close the bathroom door, I have my time, I get ready, I put my face on, I get dressed. And then, and, and school days, I'm waking up kids, um, making breakfasts, packing lunch, driving to school, and um, all that fun stuff, which I, I love. We My boys are so fun, and um, they're at great ages. So And they love all this NFT stuff, so we talk about this a lot, actually. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, I'm a boy mom as well to a one-year-old and a five-year-old. The five-year-old is just now getting into NFTs and graphic design and all about it too. So I love that so much. It is. All right. Do you have a favorite quote or affirmation? So I was thinking about this and I do. I have a lot of favorite quotes and things that I think of. There's Bible verses, all kinds of things. But yeah. I think if I had to say Web3 specific, one I feel like that has resonated with me this year is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And I think that is so, so it comes to my mind often when I'm talking to people in Web3, we can give them all of the education and the tools, but if the want to isn't there, if we're not doing a good job creating the desire and the need to utilize these tools or, or invest in this technology, then, you know, they're not going to. So Totally. I mean, especially when it comes to Web3, like there's such a barrier and it is hard for people to get in that they have to definitely want it. They have to want to go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Right now, I feel like that's a big barrier. So yeah, that's what came to mind. <laughs> I know. Well, you're helping with that. So tell us about Coin Kings, Coin Queens. I also want to know how you met your Bitcoin miner friend too. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Beginning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So from the beginning, so we, we, the community we live in, we have, we have a really like vibrant group of friends around our age, young kids, all that sort of stuff. So we had a new family move in and, um, the, her name is Jenny was the wife. She fit right in, became one of our, like fit right in our girl group and everything was great. And then we went over for the first time, my husband and I to their home, they invited us and, um, and we walked through the garage to get into the house and he had like carts, fans, servers, like everywhere. It was like whirring like crazy. I was like, what in the world? And um, I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm mining Bitcoin. And I was like, Jenny, your husband is crazy. And she's like, yeah, but he's also brilliant. And then it took, this was, you know, several years ago. So I thought he was crazy until he wasn't. And then um, 
we uh, were at a dinner one time on, with a big group of friends. It was his wife's birthday and he's passing around a phone and he goes, he's hands it to me, he goes, Heather, pick one of these out that looks like Ginny. And I look at the phone and it's like these pictures of monkeys. And I'm like, oh he's like, find one that looks like a doctor. And I, at the, I was like, you are not spending $10,000 on a picture of a monkey for your wife. She will not think that's cool. And he's like, I'm telling you, it's cool. Of course, again, he, he's brilliant. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. and I was like, what am I going to learn to listen to you? I know, but, right? That's I know. So as you know, we were, we like played, you know, recreationally invested, nothing serious or, mm -hmm. and, but then as we saw the success of it, we started investing a little more heavily. And then our network of friends started to be like, Hey, what are y'all doing? Um, we want to play. And so it, a couple of years ago, it was obvious that the best way to help people safely participate in a volatile market would be to create a fund um, because people don't want to deal with the self-custody issue. You know, when you're dealing with larger amounts of money, um, that's, a, you know, wallets and seed phrases and all that. It's a little stressful, especially for someone who isn't looking to participate in the space. They just want to yeah. invest in it. And yeah. so um, it took a little over a year for the fund to kick off because it was a, you know, fun legal journey and, um, it kicked off and now we have 5 million assets under management. It's doing really well. Um, and I think we're going to be spinning off some other funds as different needs are arising or different wants for investing in web three. So it's been very fun, but very cool. When coin King started, I was fielding a lot of the spouse, um, inquiries, like, why I had this great bonus my husband was getting and it's supposed to go to this great trip or my kitchen renovation. And now he wants to put it in your fund. What, what the heck is crypto and what is an NFT? And you know, that, as you know, that is not like a five minute conversation. I'm like, it's a non-fungible token. Does that help? No, <laughs> you know, it doesn't. So um, I was like, listen, I was trying, then I started, I did try to start having these conversations one-on-one, -on -one, but they're too deep and detailed. And I was like, this is not scalable whatsoever. There's too many of you. So I said, pump the brakes, give me a month. I'll put together a happy hour and I'll download all of Web3 to you over some wine, right? So I did, I created this little program called Wine, Women, and Wallets. And that's when I started Coin Queens LLC because okay. I figured I was like, well, I'm going to start a spinoff to the fund just because I knew I was going to incur some expenses to be hosting and doing these things. So I'm like, I'm going to track this, right? Just in case, who knows, something might be here. So started the um, officially the business. And um, I expected probably a handful of women to come to that happy hour because finance and technology are not something I think women most likely would like to go talk about over happy hour. We had 22 women show up and I was blown away. We had like not even everyone had a place to sit. It was awesome. And I was like so excited. And as I was walking through the process with them, I realized how much I enjoyed it. Like it's fun to see women get excited about something you're passionate about. And it was also very exciting to see them recognize the opportunity and that they can invest in this space as well. They were like, okay, fine. My husband can go play in the fund, but what are we doing? What, how are we investing? Yes. You know, and they all like NFTs because it's our, you know, like yep, women yeah. love that. And so that spoke to them. And I was like, okay, okay, pump the brakes. Cause everyone like in the program, I have like little QR codes that download your MetaMask and like all that sort of stuff. And I'll and download OpenSea. And then they're all like looking through and I'm like, no, 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 stop. You're going to get, <laughs> you know? And um, I was like, let's do another one. So then I did another one, like NFT valuations, kind of like a qualitative quantitative like thing. So they could kind of invest on their own. And, but then 
Um, I realize most women don't want to do this. They just want to know if there's a good opportunity. So kind of from that group of women, we have some that I started like a private telegram for them. And then they're just like, just want to know what should I be doing? Should I be buying something? Should I be buying Bitcoin? Should I be selling Bitcoin? Should I be buying Ethereum? What am I doing? And, um, and then there's some, there's a few who are in Twitter now and, you know, they're loving it and they're great. And so that's kind of how I fell into, it just kind of took a life of its own. Like it just kind of organically like went so well. And then, um, it just grew from there. That's how needed it is. It's so needed. I feel like. Yeah, because women, you know, there's not a lot of financial role, mo- role models for women. Mm-hmm. Women are fabulous consumers and they are so well marketed to in all industries, including Web3, in my opinion. You know, they're so quick to buy a cute PFP. And I love that. If that's what you want, go be it. But I really recognize, I think most women, they do want the cute PFP, but they're also being sold on the potential financial gains from that PFP. And I think a lot of them, you know, sad to say, I don't anticipate most PFP projects to be increasing in value over the years. So it's like a little burn for me. I'm like, come on, y'all are, y'all have really great web two skills. You're leaders in web two. Let's transition that to web three. You don't need to be a consumer. You need to be a builder. Like I want to shift that mindset. Like you don't have to just buy things and support other people and give away everything for free. All your knowledge, monetize that. Your your, your knowledge is worth money. So, yes, me. Yeah. I'm all about that. I love that. So you're helping them also just pivot from web two to web three and using what they have to make money in this space, whether it be investing or using their skills and their talents that they already have, which I love. So I'm, I obviously am a huge fan of onboarding people. I think it's incredibly important to onboard uh, to Web3, especially women. So what would be any advice that you have for us to onboard newbies into the space without their heads exploding? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, so that's why I did. So the wine women and wallets like program I came up with is why, like I made it because there really isn't, I feel like there's so much great education, but it is so deep dive. And like, I always talk to when I host one, one of the parts I get to, I'm like, do you know, when you swipe your credit card, how that transaction like goes from this piece of plastic to that point of sale system to your bank to target. No, you have no idea. And you know what? You don't need to know. You just need to know it's safe. And so I think people overcomplicate it a lot. It's, you know, they're like, let me tell you about blockchain and hash marks and, and proof of stake and proof of work. And it's so, and yes, that is so cool. And it is so cool for us as the advisors and the builders in this space. But if we're talking about general onboarding of women into understanding like how it works, I don't think you need to get there. I think you let them get there. But like I just said, the few women of all the women I've ever, you know, um, enlightened on Web3, there's only three that are active participants. And I would guess that I would think that statistic you could extrapolate out over a big group of women and it would be the same. I think you're just not going to women have jobs and just like you have a financial advisor, you're going to need a Web3 advisor. So I see when I think about long term, the women who joined Coin Queens have access to my product and platform. And then if they host a Wine Women and Wallet event, they get a um, we provide a minting page for them. So the guests of their event can walk through a minting process and they can set their own price. It could be $5. It could be $25, like depending on, you know, what they're serving, what kind of event they posted, you know, make it appropriate. And then, so they have the opportunity to make money 
for sharing their knowledge. And then those women get the chance to walk through a mint with a trusted advisor and someone who's going to be like, see, when you click that MetaMask, it says open, see, you're signing a message from them. You want to read that. That's important to me at this juncture because the user experience and the tools are just not user-friendly whatsoever. So I think if you do want to onboard women, you have to do it responsibly. And I think it needs that personal touch. I think most women aren't going to sit on a YouTube and a Zoom and connect in that way to be like, okay, I think they want to look you in the eye and be like, okay, if I put my debit card in here, you swear to God, you know, this is, I'm not going to get scammed. And you're like, well, this time, yes, but in the future, maybe not, you know? So I think it's important to keep people safe. And so I think trying to keep it simple, I don't think you need to take them from, you know, MasterCard Visa to, you know, creating their own private blockchain. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's important. So I would say trying to keep it more light. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love how you use the metaphor of Target and a credit card. So you're using the metaphors of what they already understand. So really having those links. Um, that's great. And also the in real life events as well, I think creates a such a safe space for women to come together and ask questions. I know for me, when I first created my MetaMask and tried to get money into it, for some reason, it was something with Wells Fargo and my state mm-hmm. and everything that I was using that was so different than what anybody was teaching me. And I would go to people and they're like, I don't know. Like, I honestly have never seen this before. It is like, it took me probably weeks to get money into there. I'm like, yeah. if I, somebody sit right next to me and be like, okay, let's try this. I would have been onboarded so much faster. And I mean, I was already a diehard of the space. So I was already in, but you see so many people getting in there and getting freaked out and leaving. And I don't blame them. And I think that yeah. so that's the, the whole idea. I think it's so important to have that. And I think more people and, and just with the women who've joined me and who are, you know, putting on their own wine, women and wallets, they're all a little tentative at first to be like, I don't think anyone's going to want to come. You know, people think crypto is a scam. And I'm like, I promise you, even if your first event only has five people, your second will have 20 because the FOMO that exists to be like, oh, wait, you're investing in crypto now. Oh, wait, what is that little picture you guys have? That's all the same. Now you're in some private club, some in private, a private female investing club like that makes my heart like pitter patter to think there's going to be little groups of female investors like growing from coin queens that are investing in maybe the next Apple, right? Because we're all looking and sniffing around for the next Apple at two bucks. And that's the opportunity in Web3. When I think about wealth opportunity for women, it's not buying some other founders NFT that could that maybe they do a great job and maybe it creates and it gets more value through the years. Wealth to me is like, let's find a good investment. Let's make meet meet your goals. What is your goal? Is it this amount of money? Is it, you know, this amount of years? And let's make that work for you. It's not like, you know, it's more than that. So that's what I want to empower women to be doing, not just buying NFTs. Yeah, I love that. So when you're marketing your in real life events, are you marketing as coming together as women or is it like building wealth? Is it just learning web three? Like what is it like that actually makes them pull the trigger to go? It's learning Web3. I never use the NFT word. People think it's such a scam. We do talk about NFTs in there. I have two pages where I highlight six different like Mm -hmm. NFTs, um, just to like talk about the various kinds, like what's out there. But um, I always say Web3. And I usually, what my goal is to attract female business leaders already in real life, right? Like that have 
like one, for instance, one of my friends is a medical device sales and she had her own company and she sold it not enough to like exit for life, but you know, had a little time to play with week. What do I do now? And she was like, Hey, I heard about this web three, this blockchain. I've heard, you know, if anyone's in industry, they are hearing about blockchain and they're like, how am I going to use that? And she's like, let's have a lunch. I'm interested. And then just, I always say, I'm not going to innovate with the blockchain. That's not who I am. I'm not an engineer or developer, but I can give that knowledge to someone like her, who's this brilliant business leader. And she, her brain starts going, oh my gosh, I have a great idea of how my industry could benefit from that technology. And I'm like, go girl, go be free, you know, and like, let, or let me okay. connect you with the builders and the devs and whatever. And then I can play that game. But um, I think it's, it's the, just the web three, like not wanting to be left out of, you know, the next big investment, because clearly I think it is why I'm so much invested in it. So I want to give other women the opportunity, because if you're going to change the demographic of financial wealth in Web3, it's not, you know, it, then you have to give them the opportunity to invest in it in a, in a meaningful way. Yeah, absolutely. So you're in a really cool position because you've seen the difference between basically onboarding men and women into this space. Do you see a big difference there of how to approach it or what advice you're giving them? So men, I would say, are typically, they're much easier because they're already usually typically controlling the finances in the family, right? So that's, and that's just what, good or bad, whatever you want to say. I'm sure there's other mm -hmm. dynamics, but overall, and I would say in my family, it's a 50-50, but still there's just that dynamic where he's the main moneymaker. So he's controlling most of the financial decisions. Um, if, if Not controlling them, but leading them, I should say. And so- oh. I think when men see success of other men having other men talking about financial success, they they don't they don't look down on that and they don't think it's braggy. Men are just like, yeah, like they love it. It's like locker room talk, like smack you on the booty, like go man. All right. How can I get a piece of that? Like, I think it's more it's just generally more accepted to talk about money. And men typically invest together. They have little investment groups. They you know, they're helping a buddy start a business. They're doing you know, they typically do that. Women do not do that because they don't typically control enough money to do that. So I think for women, it's trying to take them down from like the million dollar mindset. I can't have any, um, like I can't have any success in here without the million dollar mindset. It's bringing them down to what, what, what can you invest every month? And then if I'm telling you, I think this is gonna, you know, 10 X or something at this in this many years, does that make sense for you? Would you like to be putting $50 a month in there? Would you like to be putting a hundred dollars a month in there? Something that's like, they wouldn't think that what it would matter, but it clearly it does. And you can show them the data on how that does and has. So, yeah, I think just trying to bring it down to where the average woman has the ability to participate and not talk of it in the million dollar ways. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's fascinating. I love that, too, because men also probably invest completely differently, too, than women. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool that you can tap into that. That's cool that you're just a resource, because I know for me personally, like, I want someone who understands my inner workings and, you know, where I am in my life and how I want to look at my investments. That's really cool. Um, for anybody looking to start to invest for themselves in crypto, where would you say that they start? Not financial advice. Yeah, never financial advice. I mean, I would keep it to this sim super simple. I would start with Bitcoin. It's I think that and or Ethereum, if you're more in this space, it's fine. Either one. I would say either one. I wouldn't have, you know 
draws about either, except if you wanted to do something fun like staking, you know, then you could, I would stick with Bitcoin. And that's a little more, you play in more of a game. Like typically like for the fund, we don't leave money on an exchange. We're going to be a safest way would be to buy that money exchange and immediately take it off and mm -hmm. hold it in a wallet, in a cold wallet. Right. So that's the safest way. So it really depends on your investor appetites, just like traditional uh, investing. But I would say just buying a little bit of, buy a little bit of both. Say you want to throw 500 bucks in an account, buy, split it, have these, you know, and then if you want to get crazy and risk it on trying to stake it, um, I would, you know, there's reputable sites like Gemini or, you know, whatever, OKCoin, okay love them. They're great. And then you could play in that way. So yeah, I would start there. I would start with your easy, you know, consistent, reliable ones. And then if you want to get crazy, if you make a little money, pull it out and be like, okay, maybe I'll throw in something fiery. I think I'm getting cute and go put in something a little dangerous and see what you can do. <laughs> I love that so much. And also you mentioned a hard wallet. So for any newbies, I feel like I've mentioned this multiple times, but I'm going to mention it again, that hard wallet is always going to be very important for keeping your funds safe. Yes, absolutely. It's the only way like for self-custody, like I think that's the only thing you do, the safest thing you can do. And Ledger's doing an amazing job. And they, I, that's who I would recommend as Ledger. There are other ones out there. But mm -hmm. for me, uh, as far as like the development of the chips and the hardware and where it's going, I would say I'm full on behind Ledger. It's what we use. Same. Yeah, I am too, for sure. Okay. So before I get more into like the projects that you're working on and what's coming down the pipeline, if somebody wanted to host their own in real life IRL event and really educate people, where would you have them start? Is it just going on meetup? Is it reaching within their personal networks? So, okay. So there's a lot of different ways. So for my, like for the ladies that I currently am coaching, so I would start with, I think, starting within your inner circle. And I think a lot of people always start being like, I don't really know anybody. And you're like, do you have sports teams that your kids play on? Do you have, you know, it can, it's, I think a text is a totally easy way to be like, hey, so I'm a crypto investor, didn't know if anyone was interested in learning or, or I invest in Web3. I just thought it would be fun to um, invite you guys to like tell you about it, see if you're interested or at least learn about it. I would keep it very, you know, it doesn't need to be, we're women. Women don't like to feel like they're being sold on something. Yes. But Aside from just inviting people, I mean, you like, I think there's things that you should do before you get to the point of starting to invite people. And I think it's trying to create a little bit of uh, identity in Web3 for yourself. And as simple as reaching out to your local newspaper, local magazine, all that, and, and offer to write articles on Web3 and crypto. I guarantee you they do not have anybody. I write for yeah. local magazines here. And it was as simple as a phone call. Like it's super, super simple. And I think that's such a good way. And then, and then you're published. And then it just adds a little validity to what you're doing and what you're saying. And then people see that or or you post a picture of your article that you wrote on your Instagram and be like, you know, love what I'm learning if you want to learn whatever. But I think it's just you need to legitimize what you're doing. And it, it can't be this intangible thing because for a lot of people, Web3 is so intangible. So I think you need to put like more something people can touch and feel and read to it before you try and bring them down to like investing. I think you have to do the work first and something like that. And there's, I mean, a lot of other ways you could do, but I think something as simple as that or writing regular, you know, posts online and publishing them if you don't want to do writing for a regular. But I guarantee if you reach out to any local newspaper or magazine, they're looking for writers. They need fresh content oh. and then you're published. Go. Such good advice. I love all of that so much. 
right? So what's coming down the pipeline for you? What do you have going on? Okay. So uh, personally with, um, I chair a nonprofit. So we did, we have a huge gala, about 1500 people coming up in September. And in um, April, we did a soft launch of some NFTs of their mascot that charity is called Kids Beating Cancer. And so we auctioned off five NFTs, four of which were just digital. Um, like I played with them digitally, but of their Bunky Bear, which is their mascot. And one, one of my girlfriends watercolored him. And so the person got the real print. And each of those wow. NFTs came with a 30 minute. And this is something you guys could do too: reach out to charities and do this. Create five NFTs for their auction items. They all always need auction items. And I promise you, people are so sick of taking home towels and pillows and wine they don't want to drink. They, If you offer them a 30-minute NFT or a 30-minute Web3, you know, down what like course with you via Zoom plus the NFT, people are going to get so hyped. All four of those NFTs that were digital went for $850 and they got a 30 minute Zoom and the watercolor one went, went for 2000 And I mean, that's amazing. And the people get to walk away instead of having to carry home a popcorn machine, they got a digital asset airdrop to them after their meeting with me and I help them set up their wallet and they can post it on their socials and they can say, hey, I donated to Kids Beating Cancer. It's like a win-win. It's amazing across all friends. So in September, we're doing 10 NFTs this time, five of which are the bear, but five kids in treatment painted them and signed them. So I know. So the winners of the auction will get the digital asset, the 30 minutes with me to set up their wallet via Zoom and the painting, the real life painting. So I'm excited about that. So that's coming up with me. Um, I launched Coin Queens the beginning of this month and I wanted to max it out at 50 women because I want to scale the business as a consulting business um, and advise consulting and advising for like uh, portfolios and crypto and NFTs. But I'm one person. And so I was like 50 people maximum. So I did a launch party. I had 30, we have 35 mints and then probably some women are too busy right now on web two jobs. So they're, but so those women, we just had our first like official team meeting. I'm a meeting one-on-one setting everybody's goals and they're going to start hosting wine women wallets on their own. They're going to use our minting page. They're going to be minting their own F- NFTs to their groups. It's not like a typical NFT. Like it's not like they're, so everyone's like, what's the utility? And you're like, you, your knowledge, that's the utility. You just yes. bought them the web three. They have have a wallet now they have OpenSea now and now they have a cute little nft saying i went to jane's you know and at web welcome to web3 thing and now i and then they can set a little telegram group and then they can manage those women's expectations so i'm super excited for them to all be hosting these and just to see these little groups grow and then from that as, as a collective, and I told everyone today on our team meeting, I was like, as a collective, we have to set goals for how do we see this consulting business go and what is mutually beneficial for both of us. I want to, I'm speaking at a conference this weekend. I'll be on a panel and I'll have a booth. And I'm like, I'm going to have at the booth an opportunity for people to mint an hour of consulting time. I'm one person. If it goes amazing and I have too many people that I want to consult or Some of the women in the group were architects, engineers, um, marketers, copywriters, like maybe these people that are looking to consult need your skill set. So then I can drive that business to them. Do you know what I mean? So right now we're kind of in the development phase of seeing what is the most mutually beneficial way for me to grow Coin Queens to get ready for... I would clearly I want to grow it. I want more women doing this and I want more female web3 advisors and consultants existing. And so my goal is for in October to do a second launch 
and maybe no more than 100. And because I think there's some natural leaders out of this group of 30 are going to emerge and then they can help me with the, you know, going, scaling this up and then go from there. So that's, uh, that's my short term focus right now. If I want to go long term, I say in 10 years, there's a coin Queens, wherever there's a Wells Fargo. And when you need web three investing advice or portfolio management, that's where you go. I love that so much. You are a genius. I love it because we talk a lot about how to market to people. Okay. Like what do we do to onboard on TikTok, on Twitter? And you just brought it back to like, okay, like what about the people in your phone? What about the people in your community? Who can you actually help right now? Who needs the help? I know that pretty much every single nonprofit has some sort of auction or event Every single school has one. Yes. So I think that's just so genius to offer that up. No one's going to say no to that. Nope. And all it does is help you onboard more people, boost your brand in the industry. And I'm just, ugh, I love it all so much. Where can we connect with you? Um, so you can find me on Twitter um, at coinqueens.eth or I have a website, coinqueens.io. I'm there. There's contact information there. And then um, on Instagram, it's the same, coinqueens.eth. And so you, I'm always around. I am um, <laughs> tweeting away, trying to keep everyone, you know, I kind of stay in my lane on Twitter. I try to be a little more technical, keeping everybody up to date. I'm like, what does the merge mean for me? What is this? On Instagram, I'm a little more lighthearted, a little more trying to keep it approachable and interesting as hopefully, you know, more people start to um have their interest peaked, you know, that that I'm like a safe, easy place to go learn. So yes. that's where I'm at. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so insightful and so much fun. Yay. Thank you. This was amazing. I appreciate your time doing this. This is awesome and what women need to hear about. So thank you. I know. Caitlin here. Thank you so much for listening to the Women in NFTs and Web3 podcast. If you're a woman pioneering the way in the NFT, Web3, or crypto space, I want to share your message. Check out www.metamintmarketing.io slash win, W-I-N. And let's see if you're a great fit. If you got something out of this interview, I would love for you to share it with your network. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. If you know someone that would be a great guest, make sure to tag them to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Women in NFTs podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and truly mean a lot to my incredible guests and me. Want to stay in our world? Go to our website, metamintmarketing.io, or follow me on Twitter at NFTCaitlin. C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.